For miles on end, all you see is sand. Soft, scorching, hot sand. As the blistering winds send the sand flying right at your face, you see a couple structures in the distance. You finally found what you're looking for, the great ancient Egyptian pyramids. As you enter one of the seven wonders of the world, you first notice a peculiar symbol engraved into the wall near the entrance. And just like that, before you know it, you start to see and discover hundreds of thousands of columns of symbols and pictures, just like the first one where, at first glance, seem to have no correlation whatsoever. Today we refer to this collection of symbols and images as hieroglyphics. They are not only the earliest form of cryptography humans have ever encountered, but also the earliest form of writing, period. And while the language itself was not used like any cipher language in that it was not used to obfuscate the message, the process to discovering its meaning was very much like deciphering a code, which we will see later. As I said before, hieroglyphics served as the ancient Egyptians' everyday language and was never intended to be used as a cipher language. With over a thousand distinct symbols and characters, each one represented a unique part of life, whether it was an element, an object, or even a letter or a number. And while in the example earlier we discovered hieroglyphics on the walls of the Great Pyramids, the reality was that the ancient Egyptians sent each other messages using papyrus or wood, just like how we might send each other letters or emails or text messages in English. It was simply the language they used every single day. Then how is it that we can consider Egyptian hieroglyphics as an early aspect of cryptography? For thousands of years, the meanings behind those symbols remain a mystery. It confused and bewildered hundreds of scholars all around the world. It was almost like a code, an unbreakable cipher that stumped even the smartest of our time, or anyone's time. And the reason why no one could figure out what any of those symbols meant was because the times of the Egyptians were simply too long ago. Thousands of years have passed since the ancient Egyptians existed as a civilization, and the artifacts and remains that we had from ancient Egypt were extremely limited. Several factors, including climate change and war, ended the ancient Egyptian dynasty. In addition to this, what we have remaining, such as the Great Pyramids, have been looted by robbers wishing to steal and take away anything they could get on their hands, whether it was ancient manuscript or a sacred artifact. The scholars of the common era simply did not have enough to work with. Kind of like how a cryptanalyst today might struggle to find the key to a cipher simply because there isn't enough ciphertext to work with. In this instance, many of the common techniques we use to find the key and decipher many of our messages becomes nearly obsolete. Therefore, due to this, this lack of information ultimately puts the worldwide investigation at a halt. It wasn't until a young French scholar from the suburbs of Fijac came along and was able to get his hands on the most important piece to discovering the meaning behind all those foreign symbols of the ancient Egyptians. Jean-Francois Champollion is largely considered the one given credit for cracking the mystery of the Egyptian hieroglyphic, but we must look at the key piece that opened the pathway towards all of this discovery, the Rosetta Stone. 
In the year 1799, the French, led by Napoleon Bonaparte, invaded Egypt with the intention of taking over the eastern Mediterranean and the country surrounding it. It was by complete accident that some French soldiers stumbled upon the stone on July 15th of 1799, while building the foundations for a fort near the town of Rosetta. The stone was under the ownership of the French until Napoleon's army were defeated by the British in 1801, where the stone became the property of England through the Treaty of Alexandria. The discovery of the Rosetta Stone was a major breakthrough in the advancement of breaking the mystery of hieroglyphics because for the first time in almost 15 centuries, scholars finally had something to work with. And while many scholars made key yet small contributions, we give credit to Champollion for being the only one to fully convert Egyptian hieroglyphics to modern, understandable language. The only question we have now is, what did the Rosetta Stone hold that proved to be so important in leading the way to the answers humanity had been wondering for so many years? The contents of the Rosetta Stone were as follows. One message, three different languages. The incomplete message was written in Egyptian hieroglyphics, demonic, which was another form of ancient Egyptian language, as well as ancient Greek. Because the message was the same, but the only difference being the language used, scholars could use the ancient Greek, which they knew how to read, to translate directly into the hieroglyphic language. This proved to be a massive breakthrough in hieroglyphics and Egyptology in general allowing scholars to take baby steps towards the end goal until ultimately Champollion was able to completely solve the mystery. It turns out the trick was, as you might guess, lots and lots of trial and error, and perhaps a little bit of luck as well, which is the very essence of cryptography and breaking ciphers. Trial and error, taking guesses, and having luck on your side. Yet what got Champollion started was a big boost from not only the Rosetta Stone, but also from a little bit of logic on his own end. Champollion correctly predicted the ancient Egyptian scribes had special hieroglyphic symbols to represent those in power and or in royalty. He was able to recognize the name of the Greek king Ptolemy V in the ancient Greek and was able to match those characters up with the corresponding hieroglyphics in the translations above. He was able to use these connections to loosely put together an Egyptian alphabet that correlated with the Greek alphabet that was well known at the time. While we give so much credit to Champollion for his work as we should, we must not forget just how difficult it was for him. Even a man obsessed with his craft took years and years to put little pieces together in an attempt to reconstruct a dead language. If you were to try and reconstruct an entire language that no one had any idea about from less than 20 lines of text, you would probably burn out and give up. Champollion was an exception. Just like many of the ciphers that took years to figure out, days on end, Champollion worked and worked and did essentially the same, treating it almost like a little puzzle, a big game that held so many secrets and would be the key to what we know today about ancient Egypt. So what have we gained from all of this? Perhaps nothing practical or pertaining to anything useful today. Our world is rapidly changing with many things of the past not being as useful to us. 
Yet what we have as a society that we've taken out from this discovery is perhaps the legacy of one of the greatest civilizations the ancient world has ever known. Something that we still can look to and admire in the following years to come. A legacy that one dedicates their entire life to study and can still not cover the entire breadth of Egyptology. Although we have a firmer grasp on the hieroglyphic language, there are still aspects that leave scholars stumped. Many scholars say that we still do not have the ability to directly translate hieroglyphics to our language and vice versa. Letters and symbols don't line up as expected, the normal pat pattern is broken, and scholars are found going back to the drawing board. But that's the art of cryptography, isn't it? Trying and trying, only to fail and to come back and try again. That is the very nature of the codebreaking skill. A deliberate process that at times can be so tedious, yet with each little discovery provides more and more and more until you have the whole picture.